Hi, everyone. Welcome to Levels. I'm Jeremy Long, joined as always by my co-host, the Sportsnista, Cassandra Cousineau. CC, how are you? I'm good. You know, the people in my house just ordered some pizza. Um, you know, it's cruel and unusual punishment. I can't have any. <laughs> and by the time I'm done, like, it's going to be gone. So I'm going to have to go and find me well, something. Did they, did they at least honor you and, and have veggie? Uh, Heck no. no, what happens is the little girl likes to get the stuffed crust. So I'll have the stuffed crust with some marinara sauce, just like a couple of bites. I don't eat like I'm um you know how bougie I am. You know I'm not eating no pizza hut pizza like for real, for real. <laughs> so I'm gonna have me a, a little bite and move on. <laughs> You're like you know, like I don't eat pizza like poor people. Come on, get out of here. Well, I just you know, I, I went to college, I, I did my time. <laughs> Okay. All right. I don't correlate going to college with pizza, but all right, we'll, we'll make that uh, we'll make that comparison. Well, you know, folks, <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, they're like, hey, there's your boy. Yeah, I'd say send the pizza over there. You yeah. know, he will take any kind of pizza. Got real meat on it too, man. Uh, last week, if you guys missed it, we got an opportunity to chat with the greatest of all time, Clarissa Shields. Uh, and mix it up with her as far as what she's got going on. And, you know, Clarissa, in, in typical fashion, she pulled no punches. Uh, you know, and she uh, let us know, man. So if you didn't catch it, go back to last week's show. You can watch it with her. Uh, really, really amazing interview that uh, mostly you conducted, T.C., so hats off to you. Um, and your boy, still, come on. He knows. He knows about that vegetarian pizza in studio. He knows all about it. Uh, but this show uh, is no different, man. Uh, in 2020, we know it was a weird year, COVID and, and all of that stuff. So we 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 got little bursts of fights, and we got some coming out parties. Now the names you probably recognize are Holland and Buckley, and you know these guys like that. Well, this guy we have on today was supposed to be in that list. He was supposed to be one of those guys. That was his coming out year, man. So he had to postpone a little bit, a couple of injuries, you know, COVID and things like that. But I think 2021 is going to be that year because he's already started it off uh, with a great emphatic knockout. Because, uh, you know, I'm going to show you real quick, right before we bring him on. Puno Soriano's knockout in December 2019 against Oscar uh, Pachota, if I messed up his last name. Sorry, it doesn't matter. He got knocked out. So you can't beg right here. But check this out. Man, listen. Wow, wow, man. My man went to sleep with his eyes open. I don't mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. That's scary. So, you know. No. Mm -mm. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say after that. I just, we just got to. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. What's up? What's the up? Next there we thing. go. Puna Soriano. Puna, thank you so much, man, for, for taking the time out, joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, first off, man, I mean, you, you, you know, 2020 was weird for a lot of people and everything. And it would, it looked it, the buildup was just like I said, it looked like I was going to be your, you know, you, uh, you're coming out, man. You had the great success on uh, Dana White's contender series. Mm -hmm. You get the contract, you come in, 
you started out with that incredible knockout right there. And then it all went, you know, kind of went to hell in a handbasket for everyone involved. But uh, kind of looking at it, man, I mean, you start out this year with a strong, another strong knockout. Do you think this is that year that you start making a name for yourself uh, uh, amongst the fans? I really hope so. Um, you know, like, like you said, that was the plan last year. Um, it, it carries on no different. Um, it's just whatever destiny has entailed for me. You know, I know what I want to do, and I'm going to work as hard as I can to to do that. But we'll just see how the cards play out. I feel like I've seen you since you were like a little baby in UFC, and now you're on the big stage. I came, I was at the Contender Series uh, night when you won your contract. I was late, so I kind of came in as mm. you were walking out, and somebody tapped me on the shoulder, and they were like, pay attention. And uh, yeah, I did pay attention. Um, and then your first fight was at T-Mobile and mm -hmm. you, you got your card sitting there and people are kind of like, you know, looking over their notes, trying to figure out who you are. So you've been content. Look, Quan is saying I'm always late. Listen, I got stuff to do, man. I got stuff to do. Just like y'all, I'm professional. Uh, but you you started at Apex at Contender Series. You've been to Abu Dhabi. You've had, you've been able to fight inside of T-Mobile. Do you feel like all of those arenas have, have actually helped you uh, prepare for anything now that comes at you? Yeah, 100%. Um, th those are some intimidating stages, you know? Um, I thought the T-Mobile was like one of the biggest things I have ever been to and uh, biggest stages I've performed at. And then I saw the bright lights at Abu Dhabi and uh, man, it was another level. Um, and I think from this moment on, it's just going to keep pushing me onto bigger and better stages. And I, I welcome it. I, I like that challenge and I want more of it. Jeremy mentioned that you were sidelined for a part of 2020. Mm -hmm. What was harder for you, dealing with the injuries or kind of the, the mental part of the fact that you just couldn't go? Yeah, um, shoot, kind of both um, in some aspects. When when I tore the labrum in my hip, I was literally in pain just all day, like all day, mm -hmm. all night. Literally the only time I wouldn't feel pain is when I was sleeping and I would have to be like not moving. If I turn, I'm, I'm back into pain for a little bit till I fall back asleep. But if I lay perfectly still, I might be able to get like two hours where I'm pain free. But um, yeah, that, that really sucked. But then, you know, it really ate me up seeing um, how everyone else had a really good 2020 despite all COVID and everything happening, like there's a lot of breakthrough fighters, a lot of guys doing their thing, and it just chewed me up so bad on the inside. I felt like you would have been one of those guys. I, I felt like, you know, we talk about it, you know, when we're in the media room, people are all, you know, we, we talk about what fighters we want to see, who we think are on the rise. And actually, uh, your last fight, I was, I jumped on a, a show with someone and I was like, this is a guy who I want to see no matter where he's at. Um, because I feel like you continue to deliver and you got this little baby face and this, this laid back <laughs> demeanor, but you out here killing fools. You just sleeping them. Like, does that work in your advantage where you think people maybe underestimate you? I hope so. Uh, if it is, <laughs> I just hope it keeps going, you know, well, whatever it gives me more advantage to win. I'll take, I'll take every advantage I can. Um, I don't know. It, it's funny. Um, I watched this last fight I had with my girlfriend as soon as I came home and uh, she said like it's weird watching me fight because there's like a look on me that like she doesn't recognize she's never like seen before yeah. and um, it's just weird to her to see it.
Well, you know, uh, a lot of people may not know that you were also a teacher for a short time, or, or do you still kind of teach every once in a while? Do you still kind of teach every once in a while? No, no. My, my teaching days are hopefully long gone. I was pretty awful as a teacher. <laughs> How did the students see that look? Did they see that look? No, no. They never saw the look. They, they probably only saw like a confused look because I was just as confused as they were every day. <laughs> What subject did you I'm teach? five feet uh, flat-footed, and I taught <laughs> middle school history. I had to give some kids that look because they were just not going to believe. You know? uh, um, I, I, I was in um, – it was uh, – um, it, it wasn't like special ed, but like uh, there's a term for it to have like – I don't know, slow learning or – not special ed, but like just a slower learning curve, I guess. Okay. But like um, – Man, I remember, like, some of the stuff they had to do was really hard. I remember going through the letters. Like, I don't remember all these sounds for a letter. Like, A is ah, and, you know, they have different stuff. And I'm like, man, does really does A really have these things? <laughs> it's just like, apple shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous minds indeed. Yeah. Dangerous minds indeed. So you you uh, live and train out of Vegas now. I think you're you're at Extreme. Uh, mm -hmm, correct. Okay, so right down the street here at Extreme with some killers, no doubt. Uh, but coming from Oahu, uh, mm -hmm. you know, UFC now has this great lineage of champions that come off the island. You know, mm -hmm. uh, BJ Penn and, and Max Holloway and these guys. Uh, you know, moving over here and everything. Is, do you feel it's added pressure? Being there and trying to make a name for yourself amongst these legends that are even still competing now, or is it more of just like pride? Like, hey, I'm kind of following the footsteps. I'm hoping to be the next big thing, you know, that comes out of Hawaii and everything. Or or do you just not think about it at all? Um, yeah, I, I don't really think about it at all. Um, I think if there is any pressure, I think it only uh, adds fuel to the flame for me. Um, I, I love any type of pressure. I think it only makes me better. And um I feel like being from Hawaii and having that long, proud lineage of right. Hawaiian fighters, I, I, I really believe it. it only boosts me and makes me live up to that standard and, and push it even higher. I feel like I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, you surf? Oh, man, funny story. Um, I actually don't surf, and I'm, that's probably like my biggest secret. What's your, what's your, your family allowed it? <laughs> How does that happen? So were you too busy training where like you had, you were a different type of athlete and is that what happened? Cause I mean, I've been, um, to many, several islands, um, mm -hmm. on Hawaii and I know that the locals take it very seriously and there's certain places you cannot go. If yeah. you are not a local, I found out on North shore, it ain't cute. Like you can't, like you ain't welcome there. Are you welcome there even though you can't surf? Oh, for sure. That's actually where I'm from is the North Shore. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm definitely welcome. I hope so, at least. I hope I'm welcome there. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's just funny, you know. Um, <laughs> I remember surfing as like a, like a, I don't know, like three, four years old. I remember being in the water and my dad like pushing the board and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I, um, after that, I just played so much sports. I really just never had time to surf. And then by the time I had free time, like I was – too old to suck that bad at surfing you know mm. there's like little little kids out there like crushing it and i'm just like trying to paddle out you know just sucking out there so, yeah so but i bet the little kids can't do no spinning back kick 
<laughs> so did you did you hide the shame or did you always like pull a muscle or get a cramp right before you took the board up? Like, oh guys, oh my quad, man, oh, I gotta put the board up now. I'll no, just keep I, <laughs> it was like a running joke with, with me and my friends when then go when they would go and surf and whatnot, I would just come along and just wait for the photo, you know, just wait for the picture everyone takes at the end. <laughs> but I'll be on the sand the whole day waiting for them, waiting for one picture. The, did you get the wetsuit and all that and just pose up? I would have if I had if I had one. I would have. I would have went all out for that picture. That's hilarious, man. <laughs> the dark secret has yet? been exposed. Pardon? Have you met any of your heroes yet? He's got eight fights in UFC. Um, I mean, I, I met BJ and I met Max. Like that was like really cool. And now I feel like me and Max are. Uh, it's not even like hero. Well, he's still like I look up to him. He's my hero and stuff. But like, yeah. it's I feel like we're like not on the same level, but like we're friends. I guess you could call it. You know, like it's cool. You guys are you guys are colleagues, man. Yeah, you, you're, yeah. you know, it's I mean, weird. it's weird because I look up to him so much, but like we're yeah we're colleagues. It's kind of strange. <laughs> has he has he imparted any kind of wisdom in you yet? Has he ever pulled you inside? Hey, you know, do this, don't do this. You know, anything like that. Um, not necessarily don't do, but like he just, um, I don't know, just we talk, we fought, I fought on two of the cards he's fought on. Right. Um, and I just absorb everything he tells me. Um, he told me he loved me at the airport. That was kind of cool. Oh, that's, <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. No, okay. So you, you mentioned you played a lot of sports when you were young. You end up being a, a, a you know, state champion in wrestling judo you're all american uh in wrestling and everything but, but before all that when you were little what other sports did you play baseball football yeah anything? i played everything uh i played everything growing up trying to find my niche i played soccer for a long time indoor soccer outdoor um i played lacrosse for like a couple mm -hmm. weeks until our, we didn't have enough numbers for our team so the team <laughs> fell apart football <laughs> baseball um what else did i play um, yeah, just about every typical sport a kid plays growing up, except I, I didn't do wrestling and stuff until I was in high school. Really? Yeah, I didn't I didn't make the basketball team in eighth grade going into ninth grade, so I was like, oh, I got to do something. So I just <laughs> joined wrestling the next year. You were just one of those kids, you just had to stay busy? Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I don't know. Um, our football team required you play one sport out of football season. So mm. I, I ended up playing wrestling and then a lot of the wrestlers go on to do judo after that so uh, i had a lot of friends in it and i kind of just followed along hmm. oh, well wow. you are still relatively young in your ufc career but what lessons have you learned so far that you had to learn on the job like once you got into an actual fight um uh, man there's a lot of stuff um i i've learned so much things through only what eight pro fights um i, I learned they've been quick though your fights yeah been yeah quick. that's why it, it's hard you know it's hard to to learn in that short of time i've probably got the least amount of ring time um one of the top like least amount of ring times and it's hard to get better but like i i can feel myself getting better on little things like um i'm still throwing everything i can you know and it's that's not going to change but learning to breathe when i throw my shots or um, just knowing when to put the gas on, just little things here and there. I'm picking up with the winds, which is nice. 
Can you hear people have been remarking that, especially at Apex, that you can hear the other corner and you can also hear the commentary. Have you picked up any of that? Has any of that helped you out? You've been ear hustling? <laughs> no, I'm not trying to, uh, even if I could. I think it's kind of weird. Plus, like, I'd rather just be in the zone. Um, I, I tend to, like, black out anyways in my fights. I, I don't really hear anything. Um, I, I do remember in the Jamie Pickett fight was one of the only times I remember hearing stuff. Like, it was eerily quiet. I, you couldn't hear nothing. And then all of a sudden, you just hear, like, my breath. And then I can hear his breath. And we're both just like, <gasps> it's weird. <laughs> like we're, we're in a fist fight here on um, TV. Yeah. Uh, your fight with uh, Chodorovic, I mean, it lasted, what was it, 47 seconds or something? Longer than that, I think. But (laughs) it was great. Listen, it was so quick. I was actually, I ran up to, I can actually, um, I had the fight on my phone and I could see it. And I I needed to go in and pick up my food. I don't hang up out in stores too much. But I was like, let me sit here. And then all of a sudden, I just scream like, oh, shit. <laughs> and like, people on the parking lot come looking at me like, you know, I'm crazy. When you watch your fights back, do you get that feeling at all? Um, yeah, I, I get like, like uh, I get all weird inside. Like, I get super sweaty. I get shaky. I, I can barely <laughs> hold my phone. Like, my phone gets real shaky. It's primal. Um, yeah, it's weird. Um, I still get that. Every time I watch it, I could watch the fight like a thousand times, and I still just get that weird feeling hmm. over it. How, how many uh, How many times do you go back and watch this, that that beautiful KO I showed right before we introduced you with uh, against Oscar uh, Pichota? Be um, honest, man. How many times did you go back and watch that? Because that's beautiful. Probably like whatever the views on YouTube are or whatever of that video, I'm probably more than half. Like I, I had to live <laughs> off that for a year. That's all I had to live off of for a whole year. So I'm just mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for a whole year. You dial it up with your girlfriend. You're like, hey, baby, hold on. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this right here. This before like, we do anything, before we go go to the grocery store, before we go out to eat, I got to watch this real quick. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll go get a hamburger. Hold on. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this frame right here, though. This is when I knew he was asleep. <laughs> Basically. We're going to let you go here shortly. Just got a couple of more questions for yeah. you. We're talking to uh, Puna Soriano, uh, middleweight uh, from UFC. If you haven't seen him fight yet, go to UFC.com and, and stay on top of the events. Uh, you're definitely going to want to see what he is all about. Um, you got any idea when you're going to come back? Um, I'm going back home to Hawaii for a wedding, um, in March, like mid March. So I would like to make sure I'm at the top of my game when I come back in. I was thinking around mid May, mid, mid May would be perfect for me. I think the hip is good. Yeah. Hip's good. I feel healthy. Um, how'd you do it? I have no clue. I was, um, Sounds like I, I went through practice. I went through practice and I was sleeping in bed and I just woke up at like four in the morning in the worst pain. <laughs> hey. No clue. It was That's weird. not supposed to happen until you're my age, man. <laughs> like I wake up and my shit's all out of whack. I was just know. about to say I got a hip I problem could. right now. I <laughs> kicked nobody in so long, so I don't know <laughs> what happened with that. It was that. rough. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, when you when you do make it back, man. Who's on the call-out list? Who do you want to face, man? You're you're one of those names that's floating around there. I mean, you're a top – you know, they put a prospect on it, but I mean, you're one of the top guys, so who would you like to face? Um, It, it really doesn't matter to me. Um, I, I'm, I never say no to anybody. I go in there and I fight as hard as I can. 
Um, so picking fights for me isn't hard. I, I'm never going to say no. Um, but I'm, I'm never, I don't want to say never. I'm just not good at um, calling my shots yet. I don't know. I don't know how to do that yet. I'm still learning. Nobody's getting on your nerves. I'm pretty chill. My, it's hard to get on my nerves. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. we, cool. we, gonna, we gonna see, <laughs> we gonna see. <laughs> Jeremy well, we have a fun game that we usually play with um, some of our athletes you want to what you think okay all right uh, yeah we'll, we'll do it real quick all right so so uh Puna, this game is called uh two truths and a lie okay, okay? never played this that is uh you, you you tell us two things that are true about you and a lie we need to guess what the lie is you know so we're going to give you a second to think about that because uh, we've already heard the surfing thing. So we know if you say anything about you or surfer, that's a, that's a lie. So, <laughs> so Cece, I'm going to let you start real quick. Go ahead. What Two truths and a lie about you. Um, so I have lived in um, more than four states. Um, I... Well, I, I just told y'all this one, so I can't, um, I can't say that one. Um, oh, I'm a really good ice skater. And the last one would be is that um, I used to have a baking business, and I'm a really good baker. I don't know. I've known for a while, so I'm going to say um, – I'm going to say the lie is the baking because I've never seen any baked treats. <laughs> And if, and if you are a baker, then now I'm pissed because I've never seen any baked treats. What do you think, Pona? Which one is a lie? That sounded like pretty fair reasoning, and I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. Do you think the, the, with the baking is a lie? Yeah. Plus, I see yeah. Oreos in the back, so I, I think uh, <laughs> bakers don't have Oreos. <laughs> These are the kids' um, classroom sure. Valentine's Day stuff that I got to yeah, bring to their school. <laughs> I'm an awesome baker i actually made a grip of money in a, a catering business it was a side hustle for a minute um i've lived in five states and um i can't ice skate that's the lie i i can't you know i'm i'm having trouble standing on my own two feet without some blades attached to it <laughs> okay you can check my facebook dude i'm baking all the time jeremy i just made homemade bread <laughs> cinnamon buns look I only count what I'm eating, you know. I don't get a body like this, you know, looking on your Facebook for treats, man. And you've never shared those with me. So, you know what? Uh, we're unfriended until the end of this show. Okay. Um, all right. So we'll, we'll jump ahead to uh, Puna here. Give us uh, two truths and a lie about yourself. We know the surfing. You don't surf. Oof. You were okay. a teacher. You made some children cry. I'm pretty sure. And uh, so let's see what else we can find out about you. Uh, man, that's like everything to know about me. But let's see if I can <laughs> figure something out. So two truths and one lie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, I broke my front tooth in a game of dodgeball. <laughs> um, I lived in Iowa for five years. Um, I like cats. 
<laughs> I'm not a good. I'm also was not that a, a good question? <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. You don't like cats. You got a big ass dog. <laughs> I do. I have three. I've got three dogs. Yeah, I don't know. I'm that was a question. A <laughs> what are you doing in Iowa for five years? Uh, I went to school there, and I, I wasn't very smart, so I had to do an extra year. Oh, oh well, that's just Iowa. You know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> you broke a tooth in dodgeball? Yeah. Um, so I, I dodged one, and I slid, and I, if this is oh, the court, shit. it was, like, right here. And I saw another one coming, so I, like, turned my head, but I turned it with my mouth open. I just oh. the court. And you could hear, like, a... It was like in slow motion. You could hear the the shards of my teeth just like bouncing on the court, like crunk, crunk, crunk. Oh, oh it was heartbreaking. Oh, sound man. like a fight should have broke out after that. I was too heartbroken. I couldn't. How old were you? Uh, I think I was like 21, 20. Oh, oh my god, you weren't even a kid. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was a kid when it happened. Oh man, you're a grown ass man, and you're doing that. All right, man. Well, that makes up for the surfing thing. Then. Okay. Well, yeah, that is heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking to know, man. Well, you know, Buddha, we want to thank you so much for your time, man. We know you're busy out there training on the streets uh, and everything, so we can't wait to hear more from you. Hopefully, in the in the way of uh, emphatic KOs as you start leaving your mark in the UFC, man. And uh, you seem like a very upbeat, positive, laid-back guy. So uh, we know the beeps are going to be out there, but they're not going to—they're not going to be sticking around too much, man. You said all your stuff in the cage. So thank you for your time, man. Thank you, and uh, best of luck down the road. We can't wait to speak with you again. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Too. I appreciate it so much. It was fun. It's fun being on. Absolutely, man. And uh, you know, yeah, buy you a cat, man. I'm sure the dogs will love it. For sure. <laughs> Take care, Take care. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. See you. There you go, man. <laughs> he said, I like cats. <laughs> so, and I've seen his Instagram, so I'm like, you have some big-ass dogs. So, oh um, definitely one to watch. And that middleweight division is going to get interesting, you know? depend. It looks yeah. like Izzy's going to be moving on um, pretty soon here. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit crowded at the top. You still got some OGs there, but these young guns are coming. And I feel like, you know, one of the advantages that Puna has is that people haven't seen a whole lot of him yet. So it's hard to get, you know, any kind of like footage on him and figure out what you, you're preparing for other than he's knocking fools out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that's the thing. You, you hit the nail on the head. You know, this guy is a uh, excuse me. He is a, uh, you know, all American wrestler. He is a, a state champion wrestler, judo and all that. And in UFC, we haven't even really seen that. You know, mm -hmm. he's, uh, he has two first-round knockouts, emphatic fashion. You know, of his eight fights, of his eight professional fights, he has five KOs, two submissions, and, and one decision. Uh, you know, so we haven't even seen every facet of this young man. You know, so it's I think it's really incredible to watch because, you know, you, you can hear, I know his last couple of fights, and I know you and I watched them, well, you can hear Daniel Cormier saying, oh, you know, this guy's a great wrestler. He needs to change levels and wrestle and all that stuff. But right now, the power is working for him. Mm -hmm. You know, so we haven't even seen his wrestling game. I mean, we haven't seen his ground game or or too much of judo and, and his stuff like that. So it's going to be very interesting to watch his evolution 
as he gets higher and higher into the rankings of uh, uh, the the middleweight division. Dude, and you know he's got an X factor too. Very marketable. He's not a pain in the ass. It's not going to be a problem for Dana. He shows up, does what he's supposed to do. He was early for us, um, and that's kind of how he goes about uh, his business. And that's an easy kid to book. Right. Easy kid to book. And, you know, uh, I, I would say maybe, the you know, he's very chill and everything. Maybe the one drawback is that modern UFC is you need to start shit with guys to get attention. It seems like you need to talk all the trash on Twitter and everything else. And that just doesn't seem like his style. It's more like uh, maybe a Brad Traveris, who's also in the same division, mm. you know, who's also very laid back and very, you know, Max Holloway doesn't do too much trash talking. He's very laid back and chill. They just let their, you know, they, they let their fights uh, do the talking for him. Completely but, turn it on when he gets in the cage. But, you know, hey, man, you keep giving knockouts like that especially, uh, you know, in the first round and putting guys away, you won't need to talk anything. Mm -mm. So, mm -mm. Beautiful, beautiful stuff uh, coming from a, an up-and-comer, man. So there you go. Nice. Very cool. Um, right. Got some fights happening this weekend. Yeah. Tell us who you're liking in the main events. Um, You know, this is a weird card to me. It almost feels like it's not even done yet. <laughs> right. Uh, it feels like um, you know, it's just kind of a weird thing, but you know, I think I'm picking all the favorites. Okay. Well, I mean, uh Overeem comes back, uh Alexander Volkov has that main event, which is a good, you know, it, that's a solid heavyweight fight. It's not yeah. anything that's going to do. I mean, and honestly, I, I'll take that back. I'll, I'll run it back a little bit. Uh, you know, in the heavyweight division, you're you're never more than one or two wins away from being in that title picture because of how thin that division is. But you know, in a couple of weeks, uh, Valentine's Day weekend, actually, you know, your boy is back. Usman mm -hmm. is fighting a very tough fight against uh, uh, Gilbert Burns. Man, I so will be there. Be a, I think that's going to be a barn burner. Yeah. You talk about two tough as <laughs> tough as leather kind of guys. Yeah. And they know what to expect from one another. You know, they're friendly. They've trained together for quite uh, some time. They've talked about it. Um, but this fight has been, you know, booked and non-booked and rebooked for so long. It's going to come down to kind of like who, who best took advantage of that time? You know, who didn't overtrain? You know, who didn't get too caught in the weeds like cerebrally and like, you know, what they need to do um, in this fight. I think it's going to come down to kind of like little things like that. But I also just think Kamara Usman is just a tough dude to fight. I mean, he's just, you know, super strong. We'll stand there and bang with you. And then we know his wrestling is, is very good as well. So, yeah. And we saw, man, you know, he was noted for his wrestling, you know, him t just taking down Woodley, beating him up, taking that title away. But also, we saw the stand-up uh, evolution there against Covington doing his thing and making his mark. So, I mean, uh, and, and that's not to take anything away from Burns. Burns is, uh, you know, an incredibly, incredibly well-rounded fighter who has kind of flown under the radar, you know, because, you know, maybe whatever it is, whether, whether it's the language barrier or whatever for Burns, you know, he's kind of flown under the radar. But this that's going to be a that is a mm -hmm. solid, solid main event right there. I think that's going to be what old JR used to call a slobber knocker. 
<laughs> Slobberknocker. Yeah, I looked at the schedule before that was announced. I wasn't certain actually if I was going to go. And I saw that I was a yep. I will be there for that one for certain. It's Valentine's Day weekend. Where else should, should I be? But, at, you know, an MMA fight. I don't know. <laughs> uh, before you go, man, what do you think about uh, a guy who's also fighting on this card this weekend? Michael Johnson's fighting uh, Clay Guida or 2021's version of Clay Guida. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Johnson is getting a lot of talk from the uh, – Poye and, and Gaethje and, and those kind of camps uh, wanting to face off with uh, a Michael Johnson instead of someone like a, I don't know, a Michael Chandler. Yeah, they're doing that for a reason, right? I mean, I think part of it is to get under Chandler's skin, um, mm-hmm. kind of like push him back off the plate just a little bit. But um, Johnson's got skills. I mean, you know, he doesn't fight that often. And so people kind of forget in between time of, you know, what he's actually capable of. That to me is kind of another one of those like OG fights where like one of them is going to remind you how he got there. Now, both yeah. of them, one of them. <laughs> one, of them's, one of them's going to stick around for a little bit longer. Yeah. It, it may very well be the end of the road for the other fighter. But, you know, Johnson, I think, is one of those guys. He's 20 and 16. You know, he's one of those guys. He has wins over Tony Ferguson and Dustin Poirier and these guys like that. And he, you know, damn near knocked out Gaethje in that, in that barn burner of a fight, the 2017 fight of the year. You know, so he's a guy of uh, capable of incredible highs and incredible lows, oftentimes in the same fights. Yes. <laughs> he's so maddening because he has the skills. He has all of that that he can do and unleash these things. And then he'll do something and get caught and get knocked yeah. out or, or submitted or something like that. And, he also falls in love with volume. Yeah. Um, and in that, I feel like, you know, he's gotten caught a couple of times just because he goes in so often instead of kind of letting the fight come to him. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, uh, you know, Melvin Guillard kind of, you know, thing. You fall in love with one aspect or whatever and – you know, for for whatever reason, whatever goes on and in, in, in the head during the fight, and you know, then you get caught, and yeah. then it's maddening because when those bets come up, I got I got my guy John Como. He uh, texts me almost every fight card. And he he wants advice about betting how he bets <laughs> and stuff. And every time it comes to a Michael Johnson fight, I'm like, push. I don't yeah. know. I have no idea which way, Man. which Michael Johnson is going to show up. Is he going to be the guy that beat the crap out of Tony Ferguson and caught uh, Dustin Poirier with the sweetest uppercut I've seen uh, outside of Francis Ngannou? Or is he going to be the guy who just gets caught? You know, so there you go. You see. That will be fun. That what? will be fun. You know, the um, – the pizza i see the the boxes being moved around but i did actually i had was able to put on some pre-covid jeans today because you know i'm in the house all the time um you know most days it might be like yoga pants (laughs) that's pretty much pretty much what's happening right here but i was super excited that i actually fit these pre-covid so i need to celebrate i'm probably gonna go get me like um, a fried fish taco that is the saddest sentence I've ever heard. Well, okay. You do that. <laughs> you made me sad there. But, uh, <laughs> well, thank you to our guest, uh, Puna Soriano, for joining us. Super incredible guy. Man, I can't wait to see much more 
uh, uh, or I can't wait to see more of this young up and coming uh, middleweight from the UFC. Yeah, man, it's going to be something crazy. And uh, you are you and Ralph together this week? Are you yes, all- we are. We got a week. surprise coming. Um, oh. Moving some stuff around, but yeah, just want to you know, it is still International Girls and Women's in Sport Week. Um, so that's what we're working on for tomorrow. Okay, something special coming yeah. up. For tomorrow. Uh, what, time? what time can they join you? Special, four o'clock. Four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Same bat time, same bat channel. Same bat channel. Well, not the same bat time. Yeah, I just totally, whatever. All right. So thank you guys for uh, watching, joining in. Thank you to our guests. And uh, TC Martin, we're coming for you, baby. <laughs>